Hello, and thank you very much for joining us today. This is part of Electri International's Think Like a Leader series, and we're very happy to be joined this morning by Mike Holmes. Holmes Electric is based in Seattle, Washington, and has been for 70 years. It was originally started by Jay Holmes and Gene Richards, who met during World War II and saw a need for an electrical company to meet the needs of the Pacific Northwest. The motto of the company is Wired Right. And we wanna talk about that a little bit with Mike this morning. So thank you very much for joining us, Mike. And let me just jump in with our first question. Every company leader wants to project the image of knowing how to run the company, how to attract new business, how to make a profit and how to keep growing. So as you think about the tasks of making sure that you're on the right path, how do you know what are the right steps to keep your company on that right path? Oh, Carolyn, thanks for uh, having me today. Uh, you know, it's really, that's an ongoing challenge. We're always uh, trying to define that on a daily basis. I, I think that's a big part of why we've been around a long time as, as we've uh, met, met that challenge. As you know, the industry's changed significantly and we're, uh, we just, we have to evaluate that every day. You know, I mean, similar to Electri, they've evaluated their mission on a regular basis. And I, I saw that many years ago and, and had seen that in our company. And I think that's healthy for an organization. And that's, that's exactly how we do it too. We just, we stop, we pause, we take a look at what, uh, what's going on out there and and how we're portraying that that image to not only our people but to our customer base and it, it's a continuous evolution well as you approach each task every day are there certain disciplined actions that you take every day that are kind of ingrained as part of your business dna that helps you to lead like i always must do this and i always must do that are there certain tips that you would share with our audience about specific actions that help you to be a better leader? Sure. Yeah. There's, it's really a rotation through several, several things. Uh, you know, you have to look at, you have to look at how you're um, bidding the work and how you're presenting yourself to the marketplace. That's an important stop along the way. You have to look at the, the marketing side of your business. How are you getting uh, access to that customer? How, uh, you know, in today's world, you know, what kind of social media are you using to, to and are using the proper tools to get to your, your client? So, you know, it used to be uh, a website or a, it used to be a brochure before that, you know, pretty much seen the whole evolution of this. And now there's so much to it. So that's another aspect of it. And then, uh, you know, you got to go back through and, and look at your people. Do you have the right people uh, in front of those folks and do they have the right mindset to get after the right clients? There's good clients and there's, there's bad clients. And obviously we want to get after the good clients and avoid the bad ones. And, and culturally you have to make sure really through personal um, contact with all of your project managers, project engineers, that, that you are aligning yourselves properly with the right people. We all talk about technology and that's obviously a big part of what Electric looks at. And as technology has become more of a factor in the way contractors need to prepare for and execute projects, I guess one question I would have is, do you consider yourself to be innovative? You know, I think the day you do, you're probably 
um, you're probably being a little bit arrogant. Technology is moving at a rate uh, that uh, is very difficult to keep up with. And, you know, I, I used to be the young guy in this industry, and now I'm getting to be one of the older guys. And, and I can see where definitely you get, you get stuck in your ways and you have to pry yourself away from that and take some inspiration from the younger people that are around you who real, really will bring you the, uh, the, the right technology that makes sense for your company. I, how we deal with that is, uh, you know, I, let, I give them enough, enough rope to, to run with. And uh, when they start complaining that everybody's doing something differently because there's too much technology in the house, then I turn it back just a little bit. And uh, so I wanna, be, I wanna be on that leading edge but I definitely want to avoid the bleeding edge. Do you think it's more difficult to make decisions today about which technology to put into place because there are so many coming at you so fast? So was it easier when there were fewer things coming or does having more options make it even easier to lead? I think it makes it more difficult to lead because selecting the right one and, and what it takes to select, whether it's software or um, some sort of uh, field application, uh, you know, there's mistakes that can be made very easily out there. So we're constantly trying to evaluate products in some kind of a formal way uh, so that we just don't throw too much at the organization. The tendency now is to throw too much at the organization. Just you know, you find a, it's a technology of the week, you pick one, you, you deploy it, and you find out whether it's good or it's bad. Uh, you know, you really need to isolate that, uh, uh, that experience or that effort with a certain group of people and, and before you and test it before you roll it out to the rest of the company. And that, that constantly is, is a challenge because there's just, there's so much out there and you don't want to miss anything, but you don't want to just get caught up with testing technology and not getting your job done. Do you think that having access to the Electric International Research that examines technologies, has that been helpful to you as your company has grown? It has. Yeah, it's been very useful over time. Being involved with Electric has been a, a pleasure in that regard to see lots of different things out there. You can uh, get other others' opinion on, on what those technologies are, or they've actually, in a lot of cases, been sorted out by some of the, the research programs that we've engaged in. So very helpful. Uh, you know, I think the industry really needs more of that. And I think Electric could actually do more of that specifically, you know, focused on trying to get uh, technology uh, vetted for our electrical community. Um, to help you know which ones are good, bad, or indifferent? I think they could, they could help us with that even further, yes. Some companies tend to thrive on learning from their peers. And yet I hear when we do these interviews, others that tend to be more in the camp of going it alone. Uh, do you encourage your staff and other contractors to participate more in education and networking opportunities kind of as a means to improve their knowledge and expertise, or do you subscribe to the, you gotta do it all on your own kind of theory? Yeah, no, I, I totally disagree with the do it on your own theory. We've been a member of a peer group now for 30 years, and 
uh, this company would not be uh, you know anywhere near where it is today without without those people and it and it really has not to do with not only the uh, technical learning that you pick up from spending time with those people in the meetings it's the conversations that you have uh, after the meetings and the social aspects of, of the part of the meeting where we get to meet uh, we get to meet and greet and um, talk about topics that we want to bring up with each other. And the relationships that you develop within those groups allows you to pick up the phone and just talk to 36 contractors and, and the, the specific people within those organizations about certain topics. It's invaluable. I, I recommend everybody be involved in some kind of a peer group or some kind of a way to, to get that knowledge and bring it forward. It's, it's, a, it's been the key to our, our growth. How would you, what would you recommend to other contractors in terms of being involved with their own NECA chapters and with NECA National? You know, I think, I think the NECA chapters, uh, it's good. You know, the, the downside to it is that you're, you're talking with your competitors. So you're, the message back and forth is going to be a bit filtered, but, but the national itself and the programs um, that uh, I've attended with the national have, have been very good. And uh, it is a, it is an opportunity to, to get together and share ideas again on the social side of it, I think is very important as well as the, the technical learning side of it. So, you know, the, the NECA programs that are there for that, I, I think are really very successful. Everyone has had to make adjustments because of COVID-19. I mean, you and I would be sitting across a table from one another rather than, rather than just talking on Zoom if we didn't have to deal with the virus. What are some of the changes that you've had to make as a business leader in order to weather the COVID storm? I think communication is the, is the most challenging thing. You know, this is... Uh, as you mentioned, we haven't, uh, this is really the first time we've had to do these types of, of Zoom interactions. And now we're just, we're just doing them all the time. And there's a certain level of fatigue that goes along with that. Uh, and it, it just doesn't replace social interaction. Uh, it, it's very regimented. I mean, there's some benefits to it. It's a regimented communication. You get right to the point, you move on. Uh, but, you know, we've all had to get used to the Zoom meeting or the electronic meeting. Uh, you know, I've got five, six people here today in this office that usually houses about 50. And uh, so everybody's spread out. And so you have to make an extra effort to, to keep everybody together. And I'm not sure that we're meeting that challenge. We're, and I'm not, I'm not really uh, certain that the industry is either. I think, you know, NECA has been doing a great job of communicating. I think a better communication with NECA since COVID than I've had prior to that, which is, I think that's wonderful, but that's, that should uh, also, uh, you know, open up your minds to, and get you thinking about maybe you're not doing that as well as you should for your own company. Are there some operational um, disciplines or safety things that you've had to do for COVID that you might say, you know, that really does work well. We probably should be keeping that in place even after we've all had a vaccination and this is past us. Are there things that you've learned from COVID that you want to share with some of the other leaders who are listening in today? 
Yeah, I think one of the primary things that we've learned through through the, this process is that our uh, our PP, you know, PPE and and some of the social distancing things that we've done are actually working. We've had instances of COVID that have come in from the outside, and that's generally where we've had them. We ha we haven't had any major breakouts on any on any job, so. Uh, you know the rules and the and the precautions that we've put in place have uh, thankfully been successful for us. I think it could be it could go the other way, but I think we've proven to ourselves that uh, the social distancing and the and the plans that we put in place are actually working, and the threat really is from the outside of the job, and we all have to pull together to keep each other safe and not create something that'll put a lot of people uh, out of out of work for a period of time. And, and we've had success with that. So I think that's built some confidence in what we're doing out there. And I and I think that's going to continue that the way of doing things is going to continue because it's really all about just keeping everybody healthy in, in the flu season, whether it's the flu or COVID or whatever it is. I mean, some of these things we've learned, I think are going to be useful to keep people keep people uh, employed and on the, on the job working productively. Before we started, I asked you how large a company yours is, and you told me it's a mid-sized company. We know that some contractors really like to stay small. They find their niche, they keep going with it, and they're happy. Others think about nothing but growth and becoming as big as possible. What advice would you give to a company to help them know when and how and how much to grow? You know, that's, I think that's a really a personal, personal thing. You know, it's, it's, it's how ambitious you are, how, how important growth is to you. You know, there really is a difference between capital creation and capital preservation. And I think it, it, uh, my partner told me a long time ago, at some point in your life, a switch clicks in your head and you, and you just move over there. And, you know, similar to financial planning and so forth that we all, we all learn for, for our lives um, from financial planners that, you know, that it's, it is important at some point in your life to be more conservative. So maybe, maybe some of that's age related, but I think it is a lot, it has a lot to do also with just how you're wired, you know, how, and, I think you need to do what what's comfortable for you, but I think an organization should always be challenging itself. The, the really good employees want to be connected with a company that's that's um, you know wants to wants to grow uh, not only corporately but wants to grow individually, personally. So I think growth is an important component to that. Well, speaking about employees about possible future leaders for your own company and for the industry as a whole, what qualities do you look for to identify uh, characteristics that people need to have in order to really become good leaders? What do you look for early on and say, you know, that guy or that woman is going to be really good in this industry and they're going to be a future leader? What, what are some of the taglines for you? Well, I'm looking for people that, that are really interested in sharing what they know with others. Uh, that's an important uh, feature. It's a selfless, um, uh, you know, situation. I mean, that, that they're willing to engage with others and grow other people. I, you know, that that's really important. I, you know, being a leader is, uh, is being in the field with everybody else uh, and, 
making sacrifices for the benefit for everybody else. That's primarily what I'm looking for. When you think about your own company, are you happy with the way it is now? I don't know that I've ever been happy with it um, 100%, but uh, am I am I 90% happy with it? Yes, I, uh, I, I like, I like uh, the people that are here. Um, they're productive, we work well together. Uh, I think we're on, we have a trajectory that's, that is healthy for, for everybody involved. And, uh, so yes, I am, I am happy, you know, you, as an entrepreneur or a business leader, you, you know, happiness is something that, uh, that you can say you, you are, but you're also part of being a leader is being in charge of keeping things moving upward and, uh, onward. And, uh, there's a certain, I guess a, to profile that there needs to be a little unhappiness or, or a little uncertainty um, mixed in with some humility for, for all of this to really work. What are some of the things you'd like to see Electric International accomplish in the next three to five years? What advice would you give them in order for them to be a leader in terms of research and education for the industry? You know, I think Electric needs to continue to, to, uh, have good introspection and make sure that, uh, that they are doing the right things for, uh, the industry. And, you know, that's a, that's a difficult thing to do. We, we have a very, um, wide array of, uh, consumers of the material that comes from electric and different companies, different needs. So it's hard to be, uh, all things to all people. And, uh, that probably instills a little bit of, uh, you know, that uncertainty within the, the leadership itself or unhappiness with the leadership of Electri itself. They're, they're always going to be on that edge, always trying to figure that out. I think they, as an organization, they've done a good job doing that and they continually ask that question of themselves. And I think that that is an excellent strategy. Uh, you know, I would like to see more um, concrete uh, studies come from Electri, not necessarily from Academia, academia is uh, is good to have some of their uh, information in there, but I, I think we need some really solid meat on the bone, um, you know, useful documents that come out of Electri that would I think enhance the deliverables of the organization uh, to have better uh, better research results. So, uh, you know, I would stand up and say that's what that's what I think Electri should work on or be working on right now and, um, you know, do whatever I can to help them get there from here. Do you see big changes coming for the industry as a whole or has, have things stabilized? You know, I, I think we're one of the least disrupted industries, you know, that, that exists. I mean, there's a lot of old companies that, that are in the electrical business. And, and I think that's been a blessing for, for all of us, you know, there's a lot of industries that just don't exist anymore. And ours is, is there and growing. Is it changing? Absolutely. At a rapid pace? Yes. And I think that's what keeps it exciting. Uh, so is it going to continue to do that? Yeah. Do I see any major disruption that we can't handle? You know, I think there's some things out there that could happen that could be that, that could create that. Uh, you know, my own personal opinion, I think the owner's rep scenario that's getting in front of the general contractors causing some havoc for us that we need to we need to address somehow uh you know and that i think that's something that 
that Electri needs to, to get involved with and looked at, really find out what the issues are, stay on that leading edge and uh, don't get so far behind that you're creating information that we all can see in the rearview mirror. Mike, I've gone through the questions that we had. Is there anything else you want to share with our audience? Anything you wish I had asked you? Anything more you want to tell us? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, the industry has really, I, I'm really excited about what Nick is up to and, and how they're moving forward. Uh, I'm very positive about Electri and, and their contribution to the industry as well. And uh, I just, you know, there's really nothing other than tweaking little things here and there that uh, I think needs to happen. I, I think there's a lot of enthusiastic, smart people at the wheel and, uh, you know, that, uh, that makes the future bright for all of us. Well, thank you very much for your time. I know it's early in your day out there. We appreciate it, and we hope to see you soon in person or perhaps again by Zoom. But thank you so much for your time. That would be great, Carolyn. Thank you for your time. Have a good day.